0: Welcome to the Check This Out podcast, episode one hundred fifty four, with your hosts Ryan O'Donnell and Brian Briggs. In this episode, we revisit Chat GPT and
1: AI again,
0: and that's all we're going to talk about, over and ever,
1: over and over again. Because we talk about AI Copilot for lesson planning, an AI search engine, and much, much more. All on AI.
0: No, we don't. It's, it's not all much on much, AI. Much it's just, it's just <laughs> pushing two hours and. Anyway, did you know episode 154 of Ryan Shakespeare wrote 154 sonnets? Did you know that?
1: I did not know
0: that. I've read none of
1: them. I'm sure AI read them all. AI created them all. Hey, if you're listening on February 6th, it's World National School Counseling Week. Uh, Such a useful position and helpful position in all schools a good way to celebrate them is hey schedule an appointment with the counselor and thank them for all that they do
0: that is nice we're often not very kind and nice and that was a nice one
1: thank you i'm the sweet one of the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's right everybody it is episode 154 for february 6th uh title of the show brian is
1: ChatGPT 2.0 The Return of the Bot
0: King. Think Brian, tell where the title.
1: That title was provided by ChatGPT.
0: Shut up! <laughs> How did it do that? Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, the EdTech Podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say. You got to check this out.
1: Welcome to another episode of Check This Out. My check name is, this out. Check, check, check this out. My name is Brian Briggs here on the I'm Ryan thing. O'Donnell. And there's Ryan O'Donnell oh, over there. Hey, no, I jumped in on you earlier. You're right I'm over Ryan there. O'Donnell. You're Brian Briggs. I'm and you're Ryan O'Donnell. Nice to meet you. Yeah. another How you doing, dude? Pretty good. How many episodes? We're like almost doubled last year's episode with this this one, right? Mm-hmm. is this the second of the year turnaround this is a fast turnaround just a couple of weeks instead of months so maybe one more will make it a trend
0: or a streak and i and i like it is that we're not even changing the subject (laughs) that's right maybe
1: we're 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 gonna pivot our uh podcast to the ai podcast next ai will just be running it for us
0: Oh, good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because this stuff is just bonkers. Is, and is that what we're talking about today?
1: Yeah, today we're going to... I know our last episode we talked about AI, but again, I think that's when we were just kind of uh, dipping our toes in the pool. And now this one here, after, what is it, two, three weeks since last one, we've we've kind of dived in and actually done some practice and really, it's really engulfed the world uh, around us. So I don't know how you felt about... Um, our last episode or coming back to school this year how much this has just been you know a precedent has been
0: and so that's the episode that we're going to do today we don't even really know where this is going to go brian and i have got a show notes that is chock full of stuff you have a a roadmap everything a roadmap of oh my gosh this is look at this this is amazing and cool and also dear god it's all over yeah the house is burning yes that's true Yeah. yeah So let, let's start with you, Brian. Um, I don't mean it, like we got our deep dives, we got check this out, we got what we're learning, but basically all or what we've created, it's all the same thing, though, right, for today? For... Everything is just about how AI, what we've, like what you said in the beginning, what we've been doing with this thing and experiencing it ourselves, our colleagues, they'll all have you kick it off. What, what are some of your thoughts here? Yeah, one um, of the... You, you played around...
1: Yeah, one of the things, I put together a presentation um, for our group of teachers at first, and I, I threw it together really quick where it was just a basic white background and five slides for me of talking. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I asked, can I meet with our, our school principals? Um, and so I made it an official presentation. And I I had uh, the assistant principals one day and then the principals another day and then met back with the assistant principals again And did this presentation. Um, What was funny was I was going in um, to the thought of like, oh, good God, we need to shut this down. But they're like some of the things I've shared with them. They were more open to it and excited to it as well of what this can be. There wasn't much pushback like LAUSD and I believe New York public schools, they completely have blocked it. Um, and, and even my my uh, technology team and my IT team, again, says, as soon as, soon as you block it, another thing's going to pop up. And, you know, again, Skynet's already looking at all of us. But again, I was quite surprised, pleasantly surprised but that our school principals, our school leaders were open to this um, and kind of embraced it versus, you know, oh, school's over type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. In, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat too. The, the, the we're all wondering what do we do with this this Pandora's box. It really is the Pandora's box. It has been opened and it can't be put back in. And so I think every administrator, teacher, even kids, everybody is wondering what now. Oh, exactly. And
1: again, I the one of the power things during my sessions were you know giving them time to play around with Chat GPT. You know, and they, they picked up, you know, they answered a question and then they picked up, you know, this, it's called chat GPT for a reason. You can continue the chat to continue prompting. If you didn't get the results you wanted, you know, you can keep on refining it. So reiterating and refining your questions. And again, we came up of, it's just not like a Google search anymore. If you really want good results, you kind of need some higher order, uh, thinking and questioning skills. Um or like what to prompt it so yeah it was it was a it was I was pleasantly surprised with the discussions we had
0: yeah so for those of you you're listening right so you're in this tech stuff or whatever and so I'm assuming you've already you've already dabbled uh to varying degrees and whatnot so but that's I'm still at that point right now and I think that that's what I would recommend anybody which is we got to just play right now we have to Play's not even the right word anyway we have to use we have to just start using all of these tools not necessarily just chat gpt to be able to kind of to understand it right now for ourselves without making any decisions thinking about any solutions right now um is where i'm at even if you have dabbled i find myself like okay do i want to just open it up and start going down more rabbit holes and um you know, you do that and you just, you're constantly blown away by it. Um, first off, Brian mentioned about like, kind of what it is a little bit. And we have tons of links in our show notes, which I'm actually gonna update. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. For those of you who make questions like, yep. you talk about the show notes and you don't update them. I'm like, I know I'm on it. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, if you've seen Holly Clark, she has a great explanation of what really chat GPT is. She explains what the chat and the P and the T is. Sort of the big walk away after you watch her little uh, her TikTok video that she shared, which is um, um, this isn't uh, the, the idea about that. This isn't just like a Alexa or something like that. And so she goes a little deep dive on that. So I, re- I recommend that piece. Um, and I did the same as you, Brian. I did a, I did a, um, I did, I did a little session on it that my principal asked me to do. Overall, how do you think yours went? Mine, again, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, it mm-hmm.
1: was to the point where one of the principals they invited me to teach uh, share it with their teachers uh present it at their school site after school another one wanted me to share you know the presentation with their instructional technology lead at their school so they can present it, um, it like i said it was i was pleasantly surprised how well received it was i was it's interesting you mentioned the oh, go ahead i was to say i was expected the no 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 um, because about being tech hesitant um of like some of our school sites
0: yeah you you mentioned your tech lead and i feel like right now decisions don't need to be made but they're gonna be made but who is making them everything from site district county state federal like who's making some decisions because nobody really knows There, there is nobody to be able to look to at all um to be able to uh, do this. And I'm thinking about, uh, you know, w- we all think about the greater picture of everything and also what it's going to be like at your place. And I'm like, at, my, at, my, at the district that I live in, I'm like, who, who's making decisions about this? And it's in the end, I think it's it's the collective all of us, how this, this wave is going to, it's a tsunami, is really going to impact everybody. And to be able to plan and Protect or do whatever against the tsunami is is going to be a real um. We just kind of have to see and wait for it, and because it's here now, and how do we be able to be able to react to it? But
1: we're right. We're like kind of just riding the wave right now. I don't think it's Mm -hmm. it's it hasn't hit its peak. Um, I still think we're all in this exploration stage. Um, and again, I think the more exposure and more, uh, using it. And being open-minded to use it, I think um, it's going to show that it is a powerful tool, just not something that's going to make students are going to cheat.
0: It's it's everything. It's going to affect every – it's not education. This thing is absolutely I, – I don't want to feel like it, I'm chicken little and saying the sky is falling, but I am to some extent. Like, the, the everything that we – it's affecting absolutely everything. It's affecting almost every workplace. It's affecting every grade level that we're doing, every subject. Um, um, the world is gonna be different because of all of this. And it's not necessarily just because chat GPT dropped, but we will remember this moment, like the, when the iPhone came out, when, when Google, when all those sort of things came out, and that this is, th- th- this is a, t- a truly transformative um, a change into, into, into everything that we do.
1: Yeah, the, the world has changed. Again, what, what kind of scares me in the future, uh, this is my tinfoil hat moment, is when like uh, ChatGPT is on its fourth version, so it's already been evolving. At what point does AR AI start the evolving, you know, evolving it, you know, when the computer machine learning is changing this? So that's yeah. the programming being created and changed by computer programming.
0: Yeah. We got a lot of share outs. I'm going to do some, uh, and I'll be honest with a uh, few folks is that I am, I, I don't know where I'm at. The number one share out, the thing that I got to think is God, he is just so poignant right now, but that is John Spencer. John Spencer has been putting YouTube videos out and blog posts out. And the most recent one that he has out that we've linked on the show notes, but if you go to his website and it's, and you go to the, uh, Uh, his blog post, you'll see it's his first one, it's called AI Predict. And it is, um, I like what you had put in here, Brian, uh, some screenshots from it. Right now we're at peak freak out with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. It is, and that's how I am feeling. I am, like I'd say, the world world is absolutely on fire and he's got that cool chart about reaction to new technologies, the idea of what concern that we have and how that changes over time. Original, what is the moral panic that we have right away and then how is that gonna change? Um, he has, in the piece, he talks a lot about how ultimately, no matter how uh, transformative things are, we do get to the level of boredom, which <laughs> I wasn't so sure about boredom, but but the yeah. idea that it just become more commonplace for sure. And so um, I thought that was interesting. But what I did like about it is one of the things that I'm really trying to be able to uh, say in all of this is just, we don't know, like you just said, Brian, we're in the middle. The wave is here. We don't know. We, we don't see the damage that the wave has done per se, but we are right in the midst of this thing, such and so, I definitely recommend that thing. Um, there's some things that I'm not going to recommend and such. So, like uh, uh, Jake Miller, who who's a great uh, a voice in the ed, in the ed tech space, he put a tweet out that I looked and I actually was a bit floored by it because I thought it was, um, um in my opinion, completely tone deaf to the uh, what's happening. And he talked about how the good news is is that the teachers have been talking about ChatGPT so much that we've it's now so lame and. And we've used, we've learned their slang, and kids aren't going to use it anymore. And it says crisis averted. And I know he's tongue in cheek in it, but um, as I'm sitting here looking at this, this, um, the, the wave that's at us, I felt like I don't know if this is really the voice that we should be having right now.
1: No, and and especially by someone uh, in a professional in this field. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I mean, like you said, I this is just rising. This is just taking off. It's it's not on not on the downside like that one image of uh john spencer he did that graphic of the cultural reaction to new technology this isn't the downward slope of increased usage of less concern this is just starting to take off um as we move forward and and based on his graph i don't see that boredom of this coming anytime soon i think Mm -hmm. there's so many more iterations of this coming so many different programs, this is going to, you know, start to be embedded into, um, it, it's, I think it's, it's just the, it's just the beginning.
0: Yeah, it is. I like, it. I was listening to a um, friend, Brent, Brent Warner, and he has a couple podcasts, his higher ed tech podcast he had, and he had a, they had a, I believe she was a, an English uh, professor on the show with them. And they were talking about how, um, the, you know, Chat GPT, sorry, Chad GPT in the classroom, uh, and like some of the things that she mentioned, she says that, hey, this is a language calculator. And that what really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Like the, Much like what a calculator does, it has data. It knows how to be able to process the data that you do. It just does it with words and languages. It knows how to put strings together and such. So I thought that was really interesting. And then what, the other thing that resonated with me, which what she said, was the idea that she goes, I teach writing. I don't assign writing. Because I think, th- th- I think it, for us, at least, if we can just focus this conversation in terms of education, this is what we got to do is, is, shit, everybody, we got to like think about redefine who we are as an educator, what you are doing with, I think, two things. What am I doing in my daily minutes with my kids I have in my class? What is my job as an educator in the classroom with them? And then the second thing, what am I going to have them do? What are the assessments I'm gonna ask them? Those are the two focus I think that we need to do. I go, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna to lecture to all of them? Am I gonna do small group? Am I going to, you know, what, what am I doing with that particular time? Um, and then what am I assigning them to do? Am I assigning homework? Is homework dead? Is, um, is assigned writing away from me in front of you over? Um, Cause everybody's talking about, do we go to the handwriting? Do we go to the, um, uh, you, you use a lockdown browser kind of the things. And so I think right now, all of, the, I, in my opinion, all options are on the table that I would like to see educators trying a little bit of everything. And I think the answer may be a, a mix of things. What about your thoughts, Brian? Mine, I again, I love that,
1: you know, that thought of it's a language calculator um, because it is it is very language-based. Uh, and again, I, I go back to what I mentioned before. In order... To I don't want to say use it effectively because it's been effective every time I use it. But in, in bringing in those higher order thinking skills uh, in order to ask it deeper questions or requesting, it's not even you don't even have to ask it a question, um, just a command prompt. It, mm-hmm. it uh, does that. And I think this is also when you go back to coding and programming, it, there's some skills are needed for it, too. Um, I was you mentioned Brent's uh, podcast. Uh, this Week in Tech with Leo Laporte, he did a great episode uh, about AI back in uh, January, his most recent one. Oh, he did? Really? Yeah, and I like one of his comments was uh, he's describing chat GPT is just a way for the computer to mansplain things to you. So I thought, oh, my <laughs> God. That's good. I like that. So, again, it, it it I I don't know what else I can say. Is I just find it as a useful tool. Um, but, again, I don't know what it's going to evolve to
0: but yeah so uh, let's have the, uh, the talk that everybody seems uh driving so much right now is the cheating conversation mm-hmm. plagiarism cheating um learning per se the, uh, what's your thoughts on it
1: uh again we have this conversation every time a new technology comes around the calculator was invented our kids are going to cheat on math Google came out. Oh, my our kids don't have to think anymore. Did that I mean, yes, I think everything is there. I mean, they've been cheating all along. Um, ChatGPT just passed the bar exam. You know, it it's there. Uh, it's not going to replace the human element um in my in my opinion, it's not going to replace the teacher in front of the room or the person behind the front desk at the the local budget rental car
0: um, Brian, I'm going to just, uh, uh, I'll play devil's advocate. Why not? Why can't it? Well, can't you go to, can't you go to McDonald's right now and not? That's right. Places you going to that. There is nobody there. It's go right to the kiosk and hit the buttons and then go pick it up. How's that different from teaching that I can depends on what teaching is, but I have learned, we all have learned from YouTube. We all have learned, like, I need to learn something. Just let me watch somebody else. And see. Is, is that cheating? Cons- is that, person?
1: is that considered cheating?
0: watching youtube is no What what is it i don't know
1: it's almost just a secondary teacher maybe your teacher's asking you for assignment and you go to youtube for another expl- explanation that's kind of how you can use chat gpt also
0: yeah just for i'm it. hoping i'm hoping i'm hoping for sure that education that we will have teachers i did have this one article in here i don't know. But anyway, about the the jobs that can be, that could go away. And I'm sitting here scrolling through them and teaching is right in the middle. I'm like, really? I mean, there's a potential. And then the more you think about it, it's like, yeah, what? It's, why why am I here? I mean, there's how many people can learn? There, There is a lot who can learn. Even take COVID, for example. Like, isn't asynchronous learning, right? Can't I yeah. just be able to see a bunch of series of this and a series of that and, and be able to kind of learn from it? And
1: one I'll share later and one of my check this out, like look at Edgenuity. Can't those courses be, you just have someone to make sure it's turned in. But as we're moving forward with machine learning and whatnot, you put the deadline, You'll you can have an algorithm
0: grade the assignment and kick out a certain percentage again so back to who we are who are you in the classroom am i the deliverer of content we've been saying that shit for years that no longer like we got to break up with the lecture like can if you think that you're the end-all be-all then then maybe that's not the best approach but on the flip side of that but at least it's me they have a personal connection with me i still know phenomenal teachers who who do a wonderful job lecturing and the kids are they got them in the palm of their hands because it's an art it's a craft um Um, but that could be, but but that could come from anybody for the idea about what the, the, I lost my train of thought.
1: But (laughs) no, what you're saying again, is those, is those interpersonal skills that we need as humans to relate to one another. We're not going to end up like Wally on the shipping deck and just hang back in our loungers and have everything do stuff for us. Uh, we're not, uh, not yet. We're going that way. Not in our
0: lifetime. (laughs) But we're worse <laughs> to that extent. But again, ingenuity is an ex- ex- yeah. example. It is YouTube. It is podcasts. I want to learn from this. I want to learn from that. Why do I really need to be able to have, I can see, I can see the crit- uh, the, the question from parents. Why do I need to be able to, to be able to have this in-person recording yeah. if that doesn't work for my child?
1: Oh yeah. I, again, I think, I think that could be an avenue for someone, you know, someone who doesn't get it. But again, like Going back to the age-old discussion about, you know, we still have classrooms with rows, you know, dating back to the industrial age. You know, something needs to shake this system to change education to meet our needs today. And could this be it?
0: Could it be a mixture of things? The, the, the conversation about cheating seems to be driving everything. I yeah. saw a tweet from John Meehan, and he put out, using the calculators isn't cheating, Spellcheck isn't cheating. Google isn't cheating. Audiobooks isn't cheating. And chat GPT isn't cheating. Let's try to stop trying to catch kids cheating and start creating authentic assignments that they won't want to cheat on.
1: Amen. I'd be I'm snapping right now. You can't hear in the microphone, but
0: amen to that. That is that is so that is so true. Except, may I push back on that? Yes. I agree with it. And it's the same thing that I heard from that same podcast. I've seen this multiple times, uh, a, a lot, as you do your research. Let's create different assignments. Yes. And the one word I, I have a question down here is want. Let's create authentic assignments they won't want to cheat on. True. That, I
1: think I, I, cre- here you go. create authentic assignments that your your students want to do. How about authentic and personalized? What if they can could come up with what what makes it authentic to them?
0: Okay, so here's my, my, my point on this. I, and I don't know if maybe I have the – if I'm too much of a naysayer on this, but you're 20, almost five years in education for me. There is never a class that I don't have that that, okay. that there is a certain percentage of kids that don't want to do anything, and absolutely nothing. So no matter how authentic of an assignment – whatever that I can kind of create. And in the one podcast that uh, with Brent had his uh, guest that he had on, she mentioned about we need to be able to stop trying to catch kids from, uh, cheating and be able to ha- build a culture in which that nobody wants to. And that want is, is, is a, maybe it's a too much of a crawl in my, in my throat here, which is the, the, the they're going to follow the least, the easiest path of resistance. That they're going to, if it's available, if these things are there, they don't. There's a lot of them that are not going to, no matter what we do. So if this is, if we're just hoping and be all Pollyanna about the idea that, you know, my class is so engaging, my kids mm-hmm. love me, I have mutual respect with them. F no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Yes, you're going to have a lot of them. It depends on how good you are, but you are not going to get it to all of them. I don't care what crazy world that you're living in. I yeah. Kids I, are going to cheat if the if if the option is there.
1: Agree a hundred percent that I don't know even in leadership, even in course that like even my own team, I'm not gonna get a hundred percent buy-in what on whatever, any on any topic. Free French fries for everyone.
0: Oh, I want onion rings. You know, there's don't say yeah, and don't think that we're different. Do you think that every teacher is not sitting with their buddy when you got to do your uh, videos at the beginning of the year, right? All that sort of stuff, bloodborne pathogens and all that other stuff. Like we had a thing like, oh, everybody's got to take an epilepsy test. You're like, do you understand that we all just did the easiest path of resistance? That's just what humans do. So the the, the conversation is, it's it's bothering me a little bit. I got to get beyond it, but but the, come on, let's just be better teachers and they're going to want to write this. And I'm like, hell no, they're not. But we got to – but that doesn't change the fact that I still – we got to change the change the assessments. But that's what I don't know what it should be and how it should look and what I think we need time for.
1: Yeah, I but I do like what John said about – again, the other part, now we're looking at it, start creating authentic. You mean you haven't been doing it already? <laughs> you know, let's uh, – but again, he did mention, like I was saying, spell check isn't cheating, calculator isn't cheating. Grammarly isn't cheating. So yeah. it's- I it... take
0: Wikipedia for example. Wikipedia, everybody said like, oh my gosh, Wikipedia is yeah. just awful, it's the double. we need to ban it, and then we need to accept it. And then how many of these people, sorry if, if you're one of them, the idea that think that, oh, I'm just gonna teach kids how to use Wikipedia better, right? They're gonna learn that this is the article, but what you, you really should focus is is all of, look, go to the very bottom, and look where all the, the articles that it points to, and that's where your real research happening. Sorry. They ain't doing that. Because I don't do that. And it's that's what we don't do. If I want to learn about whatever it's causes of the civil war or whatever, like I'm just gonna go to the Wikipedia and get the digestible form. So if we think that we're just gonna be able to say, Oh, hey, you know, use chat to GPT for good and have it analyze, don't have it do your writing, have it analyze your writing, then you're then you're you're, you're on crack. You, you, have, you have a false sense of, of reality. I think.
1: Yeah, you, you go to Wikipedia and see what the number one fifty
0: four represents, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm not going down and seeing where they got their stuff from. I'm just searching. Right. That's what we do. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah, I think uh, like th- this is this is just the the beginning, um, and I, I'm sure. We're going to have many more discussions on this. You mentioned Holly Clark. She was at a conference back in, I think, January at one of those, either FET, FETC or, uh, yeah, that's the one. She, she had a AI panel um, with uh, her and Ken Shelton and someone else. I forgot the name, but it was a packed house. And, and I think, again, it was
0: Matt, Matt Miller, I believe,
1: was it? It could be, but again, D- those are predominant people in our field taking yeah, on this topic. Funny, and,
0: you, you see that video; somebody f- filmed the video of the line to get into the thing. Yeah, and again, and it's just bonkers.
1: Again, it's and again the the topic, the discussion wasn't about shutting this down. Again, is how, and again, you don't have to embrace it, but things are changing from here
0: on out. It is so. Who should be? <laughs> Where's the answer coming from? We start at the beginning. It, there is no one place. It's got to be all of us. But mm-hmm. so yes, you've people like the, the ones that you j- just mentioned who are out there and they're doing research and they're out there doing, uh, um, uh, you know, writing books and being published and doing presentations and all that. I want to be able to hear their voices. Uh, I uh, The voice I really want to be able to hear is I want to be able to hear the teacher that we've never heard of who is just trying these things, trying some stuff and failing, trying something new, trying to go back to old, old old practices. But like, that's what we need to be able to have. I, if I was an administrator right now, oh, sweet Jesus. Can you imagine being an administrator who's been in the business for 10 years and you're going to sit here and try to be able to tell teachers, be there. Oh, what's, I don't want to call them boss, but be there. Uh, evaluator and tell you how to teach kids Then you have not taught in a classroom during the pandemic. You have not taught in a classroom with artificial intelligence. You have not taught in a classroom where every kid has a Chromebook mm-hmm. or has a device, and you're going to sit there and tell me something 10 years ago. God, I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> not angry with them and just say, God, that's gotta be just unbelievably challenging because so where does that come from? Is my district going to tell me is my County office going to tell me like what, what ways that we can be able to connect with our kids? using this oh boy I don't know it's got to be all of us so let's all that's what what, what, my biggest thing I'm asking let's just all just start trying shit just (laughs) like like hands
1: across America
0: let's try everything man let's just try it all like what's working what's not
1: just throw everything at the wall see what sticks everything
0: Here's one that I kind of want to try, Brian. Okay, it's super old, and I've asked people, and they're saying they ain't gonna do it again. Back to the kids, and they don't do shit anymore. So I'm just cursing like, "Nope." <laughs> but, but the this is a crazy idea. Can we have them read at home? <laughs> because everybody is just saying they they can't do anything at home. We had so many. I know so many people who just do the dumbass worksheets. And it's just worksheets, worksheets. And I'm like, they're going to cheat on the worksheets. They're like, yep, we know. And I'm yep. like, so why are you doing it? But still like, so what can you have them? They can't do a worksheet at home. Can they do an essay at home? Nope, they're going to cheat on that. Can they do, mm, what can they do at home? And I'm like, uh, what about read? <laughs> and the response I get from so many people is, uh, they won't do that. Yeah. Okay. Start just because, so that's what I want to know. It's just because they haven't done things. They, have no, they don't read anymore. They don't do this, or whatever, like, Let's go back a little bit. Like one potential thing is to be able to help to maximize those two things. I said, what I do in my classroom and what do I do outside to be able to assess? What if I can have them read? And then I can have Socratic seminars in my classes. I can have quizzes in my classroom. I can be able to have one-on-ones with students, be able to go based on the things that they have read. And I just don't want to be sitting there with the solution of, well, they don't do this. They don't do that. Well, let's try everything. We got to throw all that stuff against the wall and see what sticks. You
1: got to try something. Yeah, But not the one thing to n- not to try is give up.
0: Yeah, let's try stuff. Uh, I got another one to bring up I heard from a couple different podcasts. Brian, let's come back to that in a little bit. Because I feel okay. like I've been ranting a little bit. What's something we should check out, Brian? Something to That's check out. Okay, yeah. hey,
1: the first one I'm putting on here is, I, I briefly mentioned it last time, is something called Copilot. Um, just diving in, this is one thing I shared with, uh, some of the principals. um, co-pilot unit planner. So there's the link to Copilot, And so I went through the steps and took screenshots and then I thought, oh, I should have just did a screen recorder. But again, basically on the unit planner, um, you go in and you, what do you want your unit? So I, I put in podcasting with students and what's your subject or course. High School Digital Media Literacy. So I thought I would nice. throw it in your realm. Then Thank step you. step two, it gives you this unit should cover and it's generic. And then it says standards and objectives is generic. So in this image, see that little light bulb? I clicked that and it used AI to generate what the unit should cover. That light bulb again above standards, that's what AI uh, created. So it, it created your, your unit. It created your objectives. And then when you do final step, it says how many, how many lessons how do many, you want?
0: How many lessons? That's a funny one. I so, like that. That's good. So
1: I put in eight. I went up to fifteen. I was thinking about how many weeks are, are your semesters. Um, so again, if you did it. Yeah. This is a two week class. And then down there on the bottom, uh, I put voila. That's what it created. This is eight days, if you're doing an eight day lun- lun- unit. unit on podcasting with the students. So day one, introduction to podcasting. Day two, voice recording techniques. Day three, and so then uh, scroll down a little bit more. Um, I did the screen recording of what day one looks like. And so, again, there are light bulbs there. It has lesson overview. And then it says student outcomes. You click a button and AI will con- will construct the student outcomes from that from that day. And then the essential questions. It's going to pull it. It comes with an intro video on each of the lessons, and then it has lessons, re- lesson resources. There's lesson, uh, a lesson page, uh, your lesson plan. Sorry, uh, your educational handout, your context builder, and then I put a link to. I went through and downloaded all of it just, just so you can see what it looks like. And there's a there's the folder of everything that's in it. Um, So So this folder, so you put all,
0: hmm. This. I'm looking at your Google Drive thing.
1: Yeah. So that folder that I created are each of the days and what it created. So there's the day one lesson plan. And so within the lesson plan, it says possible materials needed, anticipatory set, modeled practice, guided practice, independent practice, common areas of struggle, enclosure. And it was all generated in there.
0: And normally, I've done some lesson plans and have it give me one lesson plans, and people are blown away because the formatting. But it is a bit generic. It and is this one, like all things, it's a bit generic. But I'm sitting here on on your one here on day seven context builder. And I'm like, it's it has stuff. Like normally, it'll say like play a video or do this or find some primary source or whatever. And I'm like no, it says here like for your podcasting lesson. Use SoundCloud, use Libsyn, mm-hmm. use... So it's mentioning like real things that you should be using. A bit dated a little bit, it's talking about RSS, but for the most part, like, I, holy cow.
1: And again, I and again, like I was talking with teachers, how, how great would this be for a new teacher? You can go through and edit it, you know, copy and paste it in a Google Doc and make it personal. But again, like, mm-hmm. remember when you started your digital media program and starting from scratch... Can you imagine using something like this to give you some ideas where to start from? One of our teachers is, she teaches middle school and she's trying to propose having a, an election, election, elective wheel uh, for elective classes and doing a four week class. And she, you know, I wanna do arts and STEM and I wanna do robotics. She's using this to do a blueprint so she can present it to her principal to get the thumbs up. So again, I think this is a great tool that you can use to start generating ideas.
0: And then I could change this if I wanted to, like you said. So if I wanted to make this, instead of podcasting with students, I wanted to rename it to poo casting with students, like you did. Is that, that's how I can guess? <laughs> yes, and so you, you cast on the toilet. I think you forgot the D, that's what I'm saying. Which one? Or po casting, your, your Google Drive folder. Po poo casting? Fine. <laughs> Po casting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing poo casting. We're poo casting oh, today. Po- two, two O's for poo. Yeah, that's hey, right. This is here's the thing, Brian, As I would say that this is crazy bonkers and wild and nuts, but I've been I, I've been three four weeks into just constantly banging my head in the the it's all out there. It's it's done. It's this is this is the next instead of the tsunami being like one giant wave, it feels like, oh, every time you look over the way, no, nope, there's another one. Yeah, here comes this. Lesson plan and shit. Oh, no, here comes another one. It's image. What? It does images? Like, oh, yeah, there's another wave. So it's it's one massive wave with lots of little crests. And
1: I know you just started mentioning stuff going forward. But, again, going back to this co-pilot, other tools that are in there. um, I put a screenshot of other tools. It's kind of small. But, again, ooh, everyone's favorite handouts. But it has AI Freestyler.
0: Builder. Look at that. And that's PowerPoint generator.
1: And we tried that. Builder. You you put in your to- your topic. It's very generic. It gives you like a blue slide and whatnot, but all of the context is there when you put in the topic. So it's it's pretty crazy. I I really like the parent email generator.
0: Oh my gosh, where's that?
1: It's on the very oh, bottom of the bottom other left, tools.
0: Bottom left, parent email.
1: So uh, again, AI. I think this is a tool like AI using AI to save time that help you save time in your busy life that's what this could be
0: so like we said before like right now this is what i want everybody doing is just do stuff mm-hmm. do stuff that your kids could be doing do all the stuff that you could be doing like everybody's like it's changing whatever for the kids like for you like play around with it which is the have it right parent emails have it write letters of have you done letters of recommendation yes. oh my like, yeah. god Yes. letters of recommendation have it do um permission slips just whatever you want just say hey this 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 and boom the next thing you know it's being done for you it's just
1: it's being done so that's my number one check this out go for it check it out what about you
0: yeah uh, i don't have it listed in here but but it's the uh but speaking of that powerpoint generator it's the uh canva we talked about it we've been talking about it a lot lately uh and the canva built in uh the ai built in with canva have you been playing with that at all brian
1: yeah you can only do it on your personal account though you doesn't school accounts do not have the what is it
0: magic right oh the magic right okay yeah
1: so it's okay. not enabled for education so i've been going in with gotcha. my personal account and dabbling with it
0: and it also besides the right it also has the image stuff as well too like mm-hmm. you can go in and say hey in my my i'm doing a presentation i need a picture of a what you call it of a person walking through sunflowers. And next thing you know, it'll give you a picture of that kind of stuff. So it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be embedded in everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Is that your check this out? Maybe, I don't know. You don't want to go. Oh, into- um, I'm going to go back to the idea about create. I'm going to do a big, long thing on creativity. Uh, playing around with this idea about being creative. And so I put together these, um, uh, where is it? Did I misspell that? Dolly? Yeah, no, it's Dolly. Oh, gotcha. You spell poo-casting. Spell. That's right. <laughs> poo-casting is People way better. People wondering in the podcast world, what are they talking about? Anyway, trying to embrace this thing a little bit and just play and dabble. So this was me dabbling. Um, and the idea about creativity with my students, which is a deep dive I want to get into next here. But like, should this be something that we have our kids uh, be their creative spark? Um, it's good. It's really good for creating the, uh, a spark. My students have to be able to make a film, right? This is their final project. Uh, they got to be able to uh, create it, write it, direct it, edit it, and then and show their films to the class and such. And they're, they they got to be a minute and a half to three minutes long. And oftentimes, the kids will get hit with the, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know. Mm. And we've used creative things in the past. Hey, go to the internet and find, you know, stories starting ideas and character names and, Right? And you get all of these random generators that can give you people's names and characters' names and story starters and all that. But now with this artificial intelligence, it can go the step further. It can write these things for you. And so I was trying to show them. I'm like, hey, everybody, um, here's a potential idea. I go, write a B-movie story premise that includes a high school, mutant Welsh corgis who've been crossbred with pengu- penguins to create a dangerous threat. And the main character is the lovable teacher, Mr. O'Donnell. Oh, that's and a And give me a stretch. premise for this. And so here it is. Ready? Title Pangorgy Panic. <laughs> when a group of high school students crossbreed Welsh corgis with penguins as a science project, they could have never imagined the dangerous threat that would result. The hybrid creatures known as Pangorgies quickly escape the school and run amok in the town causing chaos and destruction wherever they go. Enter Mr. O'Donnell, the lovable and unorthodox science teacher who must use his wit and cunning to stop the pancorgies, and save the town from certain doom. To help with his doom, he embarks on a wild and hilarious adventure using his his love of science and all things odd to outsmart, outsmart the hybrid beast and restore peace to the town. From the high school halls to the local zoo, Pen Corgi Panic is a B-movie thrill ride that will have audience laughing, cheering, and maybe even hiding under their seats. Which it, with its quirky characters, wacky humor, and unexpected twists, it's a movie that will sure become a cult classic. Yeah. <laughs> good, that's really good. That is good. Now that It's really good. Now, what you can do with this, again, like, that's just the short premise. And one of the kids was asking, well, like, okay, so then we could write the rest. And I'm like, sure, yes. And I hit regenerate response. And I said, make it this longer, include dialogue, give it these five characters, right? Tommy, who was scared of him, whatever, and create dialogue between them. And it will do all of that. It can literally do everything for you. And the kids were then all excited and asking me the question, Brian, can we can use I this do this for our stories? Yeah." And again, and
1: and with this here, that screenshot, instead of regenerating response, like what I do is, can you add five more characters? And then they can, and it will regenerate with five more characters. And then you just start, you,
0: you give it command prompts. Yeah. So I don't know how to answer that one. But I decided to go, hey, guys, let's go a step further. Besides just that, now let's go to the next step. Now let's go to Dolly. And I think we talked about it last time, didn't we, Brian? Yeah, just a minute, just a little. Yeah. Yeah, so here's the image generator. So I go to Dolly and said, okay, give me a hybrid of a Corgi and a Penguin. And hit enter. Oh, and I say, make it what style? I say, give me a 3D render." I tried like a picture and whatever, and I'm like, ooh, I'd really like the 3D render, and I'm start getting it. You don't like it, hit it again, hit it again, and all of a sudden I'm start getting some of these renders that are looking kind of like movie characters. Yeah. And so then I'm like, hey, look at that. We showed the kids how to be able to take those images that we did, drop them into Remove BG, went out took a picture of the school, then went over to Canva and did a, um, a search for movie poster templates, and so then you can see in the show notes. Made a movie poster right there with them. This wasn't them doing it. This was me demonstrating it, and basically, movie poster plus a 3D uh, uh, created images um, creates the movie poster. And the kids are all now 100% dialed in. They want to be able to do these on their own.
1: That is so cool. Next time you don't go to remove BG, you got it built into Canva. Oh, good point. Yeah, um, good point. Yeah. So the last thing, but this this is fascinating. This is this is so awesome. Um, And again, like I'm just, I'm just looking at your little penguin corgis or or whatever they're called, and like you really can see, like it's taking the 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 color pattern of a
0: penguin and putting that. That's so awesome. Hey Brian, can I? I'm gonna change the subject. I'm gonna say it's not awesome. I did it. My kids liked it. They want to do it, and I'm worried about the novelty of it all. And I'm listening, I'm looking at this, and I still don't know the answer to tell my kids if they should be able to use this or not. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm listening again to the, um, uh, which podcast? So I was listening to um, Brian Carpenter, our friend. He was sharing us one uh he did his brian does an amazing job on twitter that he listens to podcasts and tells you his walkaways from it and he shared something about a podcast called brave new teaching and he was saying something along those same lines like this is amazing about how this artificial intelligence can spark ideas and i thought huh i don't know how i feel about that
1: for here here's my comment on that a i thought the poster was awesome in your creation But what I'm thinking is after seeing, you know, this whole AI and working with teachers, do you, I'm looking at teachers that I relate to and like, I, I'm that get me excited. Are those that are saying like, Hmm, I wonder and triggering some more versus those that are saying, yes, but kind of that, that growth mindset while looking at this,
0: that's okay. Okay. Go ahead. Finish. I would say
1: that's, that's what excites me is again, seeing those, seeing those people, I don't want to say teachers, seeing these, these people that are embracing this and, you know, doing the, the cautious optimism, um, doing the, I wonder, you know, yes, and, and kind of that way of thinking.
0: Okay. I, I feel all those same things, but since I'm also being on the other side, particularly in this podcast right now. But I know just, you're totally Debbie Downer on this one. I am Debbie Downer on a lot of this because If I could be cautiously pessimistic, I am concerned about us handing off an an unbelievably important part of humanity, which is creativity. If I say I'm not being very creative, hmm, five minutes, hour, week, I'm just moving on to something else, and I'm not going through that creative struggle that is so important for my I don't want to even call it back to humanity, back to who I am as a creative soul to just say the, well, you know, I'm going to go to the AI for the spark. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing some research on this. I'm like, how do we spark creativity? And there's tons of stuff out there. And I found this one for off of a, uh, I didn't put the link on there yet, but from a Ted, uh, from a Ted talk about ways that I think we really need to focus on sparking creativity. And none of them is handing that initial spark, because that is just so stinking important, is the spark of the idea. That came from this, but what if it came from a computer? Like, uh, anyway, and so this was this one TED Talk, and I like these ones, which is, hey, ways to spark creativity, brainstorm after exercising. Number two, build a habit of meditation. Go on brainstorm walks. Learn about a wide variety of subjects. Be locked in a room with only a pen and a paper. Have something with you all the time, a pen and a paper or a phone, ready when everywhere. And there's just a thousand other places that you can go to that'll tell you where to be able to get that spark of that idea. And so, yeah, I'm optimistic with how fun and exciting, and it can get me going for so much more. But without that, am I losing something that makes me a creative spirit because I'm letting the computer do it for me?
1: I. I think what makes me uh, like optimistic of this is, like you said, the creativity, these ways. I do half of the things on this list already. So mm-hmm. I do walk every morning and do meditation in the morning before I da- get my day started. And then just just the acts of walking, things come up. And that's why I have, a, instead of people having notepad, notepads by their bed, I have one on my treadmill.
0: Well, that's great, but Brian, but here's the problem with you and me. We're 50, yes. what, what what are we doing to, to a generation that didn't have a lifetime of being stuck nowhere, being abs- there, there's something important about boredom. We and- don't stress this idea. And like, I need to just sit outside and waiting for my mom to pick yeah. me up. I have no idea when she's coming. She could be in five minutes or it could be an hour, and I have nothing to do, and I'm looking at clouds. And yeah. th- that has something to do to be able to help me be the person who I am. And here we are, which is I don't have an idea. Go to chat GPT. It'll create but, some great ideas. But, again, look at, this,
1: look at this generation. It's different than ours. This is an immediate generation. They want everything done immediate. Our generation, we and, did not
0: have that. And do we feed into that and allow it to happen? Going we back, don't. Again, do I assign this? Do I say, "Yeah, sure, go for it, kids"? Or even if you tell them to go
1: for a walk, they're going to do it on their own.
0: They will do what on their own?
1: They're going to go search it on their own. Mm-hmm. So, like on their homework, if can you I
0: take the, back to what, back to where I started this, but then what can I do with those precious minutes that I have them? Yeah, here? that's can, can I be able to do the? Being the police, can I take their phones from them? Yeah. Can I have them in a in, in a lockdown browser and have them write on their own because I, I want them to go through that creative struggle. I think Th- there's a lot to be said about that.
1: I think that that great activity you used to do, uh, you know, taking them on the walk around campus, and the,
0: the and listening to podcasts. I think that's a that, poor- that's a great activity. That my would... point being is that oftentimes you see a lot of the dialogue of the people doing the, we can't just shut it down. Yeah. That's a flipping old man stuff, man. We're flipping rock stars. We're my, my point being is, wait, hold on guys. That's something we may want to consider too. Not just shut it down for the sake that it's changing everything. And I want to be able to just put my head in the, in the ground and avoid it all. Yeah, that part. But there is some parts that I think I want my kids to not be on a device and why don't you get out a piece of paper and let's sketch some ideas out, or right? It's, it, yeah. Let's not be on the phones a little bit. So let's just be careful about just saying, you know, th- this idea is bad and that idea is bad. And so uh, that's been my my overarching thing in all of this. And so right now, let's just all play.
1: And that you just totally sparked something that's always been in my mind. I don't want to say in the back of my mind, but before we started this podcast, um, at X amount of years ago, I don't remember. Um, I started listening to other podcasts, and one that resonates in my mind over and over again, uh, was a podcast, and in it, it said, "Boredom inspires creativity," and yes, I thought that was a ama- mat was amazing, and that brilliant mind who said that was our friend Brent Warner. Um, mm-hmm. he was one that his old uh his EdTech TV podcast, I remember. I still remember when I heard that it's kind of like when was when where where were you when this happened Uh, yeah I was driving up to Tahoe and I remember that and it has stuck in my mind ever since then so Mm -hmm. again and I think that ties into this boredom inspires creativity and I think how many times in my when I was growing up being grounded in my room with no video games of you know the creativity of creating these games of what you have in your room to pass the time. Mm-hmm. So again, to tie this all in as we pigeon walk down that way.
0: And like you're saying, it is different. The kids today won't have all those experiences for sure, but, but, we, we, how, got, but we got to create but, those experiences. What, what Can we do again with the, those two things with the minutes in your room and what I can think about to do to try to assess what they have learned either in the room or outside the room. So please, love to be able to have you guys start playing, thinking. Sh- sh- I know we don't have a big community at all because we don't, we're not in the community as <laughs> much anymore. But th- th- that's what I want to be able to see, and th- and I have jumped back onto Twitter a little bit, Brian, for the for, for the past couple of weeks, and trying to look at stuff, just slowly out there stalking and trying to see is there conversations that are happening. And for the most part, they're not. That's why I think that of a- anybody right now, John Spencer is the is the best voice that I have heard out there. A bit of this nuanced, a little bit of both, but, um, yeah. So just play with stuff, folks. I don't know.
1: Play, play, play. All right. I got one more. Check this out. Mm. Actually, it comes in two parts. Okay. Okay. I'll just go quick. Uh, one is called the check this out is Neva. What's that? There's a timer going off my room. Uh, uh is called Neva. It's a website. Again, it it is an ad free search engine that uses AI. Um, it's by an ex Googler, uh, one of the executives. He he broke off from Google and did this. And I thought it was funny because Larry and Sergey of Google came out of retirement in order to you know embrace this AI in their Google search. But I think I think they missed the mark already. I think they're too far behind. But yeah, check this out, Neva. It is pretty fascinating. The one thing I do, it says like it scans uh, the web for personalization. But the one thing I don't like, it says it it has access to your emails. To uh, Brian, what Brian? What? Your pulled pork's done. I know. I had. I don't know what this timer is. I the it,
0: bread's in the oven. It's gonna burn. Get
1: I got. Oh, there it is. I found the the thing to turn off the sound. What <laughs> was it, it? What was beeping? It this this timer by the computer. It's so okay. yeah. I turned it off.
0: Okay. So, anyways, check that out. I played. It. I, I I did, Brian. I don't understand what it. It's a search engine, right? It's a search that engine that. Put in the show
1: notes. Yeah, the, which is is pretty much ai i think this is what uh, google wants to be um, i
0: tried it a little bit in, in, in the results i did not notice anything different at all from what i would get in a normal search
1: what i like is that there's no advertising and so like and yeah. no tracker so you're not getting when you do a google search it says promote or advertise really small that you don't know that you're hitting so the, i like it does protect you with privacy um And the second one, this is one thing I learned from Leo's uh, AI episode is Music LN. It's not public yet, but it is. uh,
0: This is, is, oh my gosh, I was playing around with this when you put the link in. Oh boy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it it is good. It generates music from text. Um, And and like I said, it's not public yet, but they give examples. Um, So again, uh, a rising synth is playing and I can't. I'm not pronouncing any of this. <laughs> a slow tempo bass and drum legged reggae song, sustained guitar, electric guitar, high-pitched bongos. So you're describing what you want the music to be.
0: This is really cool. Like you say, like the first one, I want a soundtrack of an arcade game. Fast, upbeat, electric guitar. It's repetitive. He's easy to remember, but uh, cymbals, drum rolls, and I played it and I'm like, yep, that was it i want this yeah give it to me i want it
1: so i know it's and it's it's not uh it's not public yet but again like you no, can I see want it. yeah okay I'll, I'll send it your way but Thanks. look down did you see the painting ca- uh caption condition scroll down the page so it gives the paint uh,
0: what's a oh what the napoleon crossing the alps one of my favorite what does that do so the Shut the front door the God co- I keep saying The next wave The composition the shows A st- oh,
1: strongly ideal oh, view my. of Yeah so it gives you, you And look where it came from From Wikipedia Describe that painting uh, Tape You know
0: this is, this is this famous painting Of Napoleon Going over the Alps by Jacques-Louis David, and then the Wikipedia entry of what this thing is, and then you put this into here, and it says, oh, for that painting and that composition, here's the music that would go well with it, and? That's what you get. It's pretty dang good. That's music that would go with it. And, Tom like— or what would that— be?
1: Okay, I'm going to go down to the bottom one. Describe, what do you think, if—I haven't hit play yet, but the scream, the image of the scream, oh, what do you Edvard think— Oh,
0: Edvard The Scream.
1: What do you think sound is that going to be? Is that going to be Home Alone? Macaulay Culkin? Here, let's see what it sounds like.
0: Oh, boy. I'm going to go no on that one. That was not good. you like it? Yeah. But right, again, there.
1: yeah, so that's
0: – it's going to be cool. Wow. This is crazy. Yeah, this is music. And this is from Google, right?
1: Uh, it is. I believe it's a Google tool.
0: Google Research, GitHub, yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, boy. I oh, wonder. Oh, God. It's all over.
1: Okay, so that's the check. That Do you have any more? Or are we going to go on to what have we been
0: creating? Which is the same thing, Brian. It's just AI crap that we keep looking that's, at.
1: That's true, but let me tell you what I did.
0: Let me go first because yours are better than mine. But okay. Let me just do mine. Mine are just chat GPT stuff, which is just nuts. Uh... Uh, I did. I, I made a video game, a pong video game in Python. Nice. Yes. I even gave it a different name, called it Thunder Pong, and it gave me the whole thing. And then the bottom it gave me how to be able to run it. Uh, I had to do a website for me. I had to do a back and forth dialogue about uh, two high school students uh, debating the which is the best soccer team, uh, uh, and give it to me in Spanish. And I tried to show this to my because this was the presentation that you mentioned yours, I gave my presentation to my staff and tried to be able to show them, hey guys, like, it's not just, hey, compare and contrast communism and fascism, like existing essays, like whatever you think that you're asking, here it is. And so I was looking up stuff for computer science and foreign language and all that kind of stuff. Uh, One of the most disturbing ones was the sports one, which has been going on for a while, sports journalism. So I had it right. We had our local, uh, we had our recent uh, city rivalry basketball game uh, between us and uh The other school in our district, which is, they're they're bad at everything. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, and so uh, our game is called the Quarry Classic because we're a rock town. Anyway, and um, I gave it just a little bit of data. I I, I said, which two kids uh, did well? I gave them their points, and I said who the next game is and what our record is, and even gave it a quote from the coach. I said, the coach said, great win for our kids. And so then it writes this article for me. And then this this was kind of disturbing, which was this here. Hey, the win was a significant one for the team. It marks their first victory in league play with the team who are currently holding a 1-4 and league record. The team's coach was thrilled with the win, saying it was a great win for our guys. That was the only quote I gave. And this is what it said. It was a great win for our guys. They really came together and played as a team. They deserve this victory. He did not say that. <laughs> it just added more stuff. And... I was showing this to my, uh, students. I showed it to the actual kids in the, because I had both of the students on the basketball team in my, in my sports class. And they're like, oh, they didn't like that. And they were like, yeah, guys, it is This is really – and they're like, well, why would it know that? I'm like, well, this is what every coach says. Hey, great win for our guys. We hope we really battle back against some adversity. And they even added stuff like, hey, it was a hard fought back back and forth. I've done this several times. One of them said uh, uh, Whitney came back and tied it up in the fourth quarter. It didn't know that but it just is doing just generic kind of sports stuff. Hey, Rockland took the lead up by 10, and then Whitney came back, and like, uh, it just knows how a basketball game should go, and it's just, uh, anyway, so that's what I'm doing. What I'm creating is I'm sitting on my Lazy Boy just making more stuff on AI. Brian, back to you.
1: I did, to go back, uh one more thing. When I shared this with my uh principals, um I did, like, when I did – comment did something with chat GPT. I put translate to Spanish and some of our Spanish teachers saying, oh my gosh, that's good. That's way better than Google using Google uh, translate.
0: So yeah. anyways, to go back. Uh and not just that, you could say you could say translate it as it sounds like a 15 year old or a new, yes. new Spanish speaker. Like it does all that. Yes. Yes,
1: yes, and yes. So uh mine, um, what I've created, what I've done is I went to chat GPT. This was for uh my my presentation with principles with AI, I said, generate a Valentine's poem for each of these principles. And I put all their names in. And so, uh, and then I revised it and I said, okay, take out the word love. And so, uh, yeah, cause some of it, I didn't want them to go to the principal. but so what happens, it, it generated a, a Valentine's poem theme poem for each of the principles. I took all of those I went copy. You, you, mashed, you mashed everything up in this, man. I love yeah. it. I copied it and then pasted it into a Google spreadsheet. So each cell of the column had a poem. You following me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so each cell has it. I I then exported it as a CSV file to my desktop. So I have that sitting on my desktop. Then I go into Canva. And then in Canva, I find, I searched Valentine's card. And so I found a generic one. And then one of the apps that you can use in Canva is called Bulk Upload. And so I hit Bulk Upload and I pointed it to the CSV file. And then it created, I did some fine tuning, but it created uh, those Valentine's cards. So the...
0: It's I, uh, yeah. This was like what I was doing, Brian. How cool is this? I saw this earlier when you shared it on your uh, the thing that you gave me before. But like mashing all this together was just really kind of a neat idea. So yeah, Even all those tools.
1: Yeah. So then I get I did uh, Valentine's poems. I did haikus, and then something I did nameplates on here. So again, if you Easy. I went into nameplates in Canva, it has a great tracing uh, font. But when I asked uh, Chat GPT, "Can you?" generate a class roster of names and every name be a letter of the alphabet so amelia um benjamin charlotte daniel emma so abcdf e, and so it created these name i'm
0: going back is this the frank that i know in your valentine's frank with your passion you drive to succeed you inspire us a, you inspire us all to reach for our own needs that is yes yeah, so that's our frank that happy valentines from mr b yeah
1: so again i found one template and then just brought these in
0: wow so that's awesome briggs yeah oh my gosh are we ever gonna do anything else on the show that's not ai
1: yes we'll do something in the future
0: hopefully because it's all on the table man everything everything and, and, and for some people, it's different. Like for me, I feel like my world will be impacted. Everybody's going to be impacted, but some folks are just going to be incredibly impacted. Our friends teaching language arts, oh my goodness. How, how, and maybe like particularly like when they're, when, when students are more self aware, not saying like a third grader is not self aware, but like a, a but a 17 year old junior is very self aware what yeah. they can and can't do and making their own decisions, trying to be able to teach them, give me the themes of great Gatsby. And all they really care about is one thing. They just want to get a good grade. It is the great motivator of them all. You know, and for us to be able to say, create a culture for this and don't cheat for the good of humanity and it's better for you. It's just, oh boy, I don't know how. I don't know how. I,
1: I see uh, more episodes in the future yeah, on no. this. So, but until next time, you need two.
0: Sure. That's it. We're ending it just like that.
1: We're ending it to keep people. Yeah, it's right. our cliff hi- cliffhanger because we can go on forever. Because it is Skynet. It, you understand? We've been recording over an hour on this. Have you seen Brian? Have you seen Boston Dynamics? Like, if you add ChatGPT
0: into Boston Dynamics
1: that's going to be awesomeness that stupid creepy dogs that look like straight out of stranger things in the upside down but you just have to carry around a lot of bananas
0: i know the one recent one the guy doing the fake construction site like hey i left my hammer down there and the robot gets it and brings it up to him like oh my god yeah here's the thing hey the good part about chat gpt you've all tried it probably try to be snarky at it try to have it do some negative awful things and it says oh no i won't do that you're like what happens when they flip that switch? When they it goes say, in the hands yeah. of evil. Right? That's what Skynet did. When it when it went self-aware and whatever, like it just made that decision. I know we should have ended the show, but uh, yeah. Brian.
1: <laughs> we, are we going on, on for a second hour?
0: <laughs> no. End this- hey, Ryan. Check, 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 check it out.
1: All right. Till next time. You need uh, to. Check this out. Check, 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 check it out. Check it out.